Welcome to the Accepted Authority podcast, where we help you solve a common consulting growth challenge. I'm Andy Marmont, and as always, with me is Greg Roweth. G'day, Greg. Hi, Andy. So today, we are going to talk about and answer the question, what's the problem you solve? And the reason why we're covering this today is because that particularly in consulting and sort of B2B space generally, uh, we see a lot that companies, when they talk about what they do to people and also digitally, a lot of it is around the service or the product. And I feel like, and we both feel like there needs to be some real education and some awakening around how we frame the problem that we solve. Because as we've said a few times on this podcast, customers don't buy you as an HR consultant, they they buy the they, they buy the solution, the problem that you're solving. That's what they really want. They don't care about if you call yourself a coach or a consultant. They want to know how do you transform and how do you take me from a good space, a bad space to a good space. So today we're just going to work through our processes and getting some understanding around. Well, how do you how do you understand really what the problem you solve is? Because if you can if you can really understand this then your marketing, your ability to attract premium quality clients, everything all flows from here. So let's uh, let's get straight into it, Greg. Um, so first of all, we've covered that context. There's, a, there's an issue at the moment, isn't it, that the companies, uh, consulting firms, mm-hmm. they just talk about the widgets and the, pro- and the products. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, def- definitely that's what we see on most consulting firm websites. Um, is you know who who we are, what do we do? You know, it's all about the services that are provided. Um, but in conversations with some clients that are just starting on my program uh, during the week, the um, the whole conversation about what they're trying to sell, and you know, we're trying to help them um, attract more premium level clients by being seen as the authority in their market. So when it comes to that perspective, um, it's not about the services they offer, as you've rightly said. You know, clients don't want our services. They want the outcomes that those services produce. They want to have that feeling, the satisfaction, the you know, the the emotions that come from being in a good place with their problem solved. So it comes down to what is that problem that we're solving. And what I find is that because typically we're trained to provide a particular service, as you mentioned before, we're an HR consultant that has HR processes. We have compliance um, systems. We have uh, um, management uh, processes and, and training around that perhaps that, you know, we're trained to deliver and trained to provide for our clients. So, yeah, you know, our thinking is about the solution. It's about the service we provide, but we can't sell that to a client until we establish a gap between, you know, where they are now and where they want to be. You know, they've got a problem. They want the ultimate outcome that they're looking for, but we can't sell them our solution until they're aware of that gap, until they know what it is and, and really 
being able to articulate the problem in a way that means they want it solved. So yes. when I ask my clients, what are you, uh, what is the problem that you have the solution for? It challenges their thinking to come back to the basics of where, where is the client? What's, how do you actually think about it from the client's perspective instead of your perspective as a consultant? Yes. And it's, you know, that mindset shift of really putting yourself in the client's shoes and seeing it from their perspective, that makes a difference. And when you can really define the problem that you have a solution for, that's where all of your marketing starts from. You know, that's the foundation of all of your marketing um, rather than just talking about your services, which often have no relevance to the client because they don't recognise the, that they even have a problem sometimes, um, but they don't make that linkage between your service and, and the problem they have. Yes, you know, that's a great starting point, Greg. It's often about changing. The first step is really changing that thinking approach to be focused around the problem and quite often I find that that also starts with identifying that premium customer uh, yes. quite often you know we serve five different industries or five different mm. types of customers I had one uh, one company or one client last week that said oh we have 12 mm. we have 12 different customer types or 12, 12 different personas I went wow that's a lot of people in the room um, mm. but if you were to maybe narrow that down and say, well, who's the who's the best to work with? Who do I like mm. working with? Who can pay for our services? Who do we see as a long-term relationship? Mm -hmm. And just starting there, because I can guarantee you at each level or each, each type of, even by industry, the problems are very different. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm working this week with a client who is in that, uh, they do business uh, business strategy, business growth, all the way mm -hmm. through to exit. And mm -hmm. we were focusing on one particular sort of the, the, the property construction space, for example. Mm -hmm. And as we realised, we did this exercise where we sort of went through who were the premium opportunities and there could have been three or four, but we're mm -hmm. settling down this one particular route. And it took at least one session of deep dive to really understand. So we think that maybe the first four problems are the, the key ones, but when you start to understand what are the so yeah what is the impact so here's one problem you know lack of lack of lack of of something right they, they, there's obviously a, mm -hmm. a lack of of something that they need to achieve maybe it's people maybe it's growth whatever it is mm. but then it's actually kind of understanding well from there what why why is that a problem and what happened if this wasn't solved and mm. um and, and and what yeah what how why is this being a problem like what have they done to remedy it and, and why you know is it a lack of resources to tackle this problem or maybe a lack of know-how and what you mm. what you're really sort of doing is with each particular problem you're going deep with the process the process and the thinking around well yes yeah, so what like it's not it's not going to matter to me as the person trying to understand what the problem is it's really around from our client's perspective in their shoes why why is it such a problem? Because when you start speaking about the impact and the real the real reason around what why that problem is a difficult, you know, why it is a mm -hmm. challenge for them, then you can mm -hmm. start to sort of work out and, and then test that out in the market and see what comes back. So I think 
the first point there is around yeah really going understanding about the you know the problem i mean in your experience greg to getting that information because it's very easy to hypothesize mm. um mm-hmm. i know that for example using customer research directly is is something that's mm. really beneficial how else would you suggest that we frame and go deeper with the problem well i think a lot of um what happens, and I was having this conversation about 90 minutes ago with a, another consulting firm or owner of a consulting firm, and it's around the the way that a potential client might present their problem to you. And, um, you know, often the presentation is about a symptom where there's a, the problem is actually a, a deeper root cause. So I think this, this understanding of, you know, what are the real problems? Uh, so if we respond to that symptomatic problem that um, a client presents with and we say, yes, we can solve that, um, often we've just spent the client's money, put a Band-Aid solution on there, and a few months later they come back and say, this problem's still here. It's not gone. <laughs> yes. Um, so having that knowledge, you know, I think the intimate knowledge of the the clients that you work with, and again, being more specialised in that area rather than having a whole range of different clients with lots of different problems, when you can be more focused around a specific type of client that has specific types of types of problems, you have more yes. intimacy and understanding of the situation that they're in. So you can identify when they say, this is my problem, you know, you've got a fair intuitive feeling that, well, what they're saying is probably not the real problem, but I've got a pretty good idea what their root, the root cause of that problem is. So, so really the you know, understanding of what's the problem that you solve or that you have the solution for really a- applies here as well because you're not responding to that initial symptomatic presentation of yes. what they want fixed, you're able to dig deeper and go beyond that surface level to identify the real problem that needs to be solved. And then that opens up usually a much more effective solution, but also a better. Absolutely, absolutely agree. Uh, what we're saying there is there's three types of problems that people can have and we're tackling the first layer which is really the known problems which is the things that they know about so for example in my case it's it's lack of leads as one example for a client that comes to me oh we don't have enough leads there's no pipeline but then the second layer is known problems that they don't want to share they're not comfortable in sharing and that might be um we're not getting many leads but it's also it's a feast of famine situation some months we have great cash flow and other months it drops dramatically. So those are the problems that we can still talk about because they know that they just, they're not comfortable in sharing in a public forum. The third, mm. the third element is the unknown problems. Those are the things that, as you mentioned before, Greg, it's the, the symptoms but not the cause. So, for example, uh, you know, I speak a lot about the digital economy and how that's changed the landscape for buying and sales in consulting environments. Now, someone might not actually have known about the fact that 
by 2025, you know, Gartner is predicting that 80% of sales are going to be through digital channels, which mm. means that if they're doing things through face-to-face and expecting people just to turn up uh, mm. and have, have sales meetings like they used to, they're going to be disappointed and it's going to be a real struggle. So that's the kind of example of an unknown problem. So what we're saying here is if you're able to understand almost those three elements, then in the dialogue and in your marketing messages, you can start to just produce the fact that you do know exactly what they're going through. And that's those are the things that are going to be able to then shift their thinking and say, you know what, I thought I just wasn't running enough events, but really mm-hmm. uh, I've neglected my website for the past three years or I don't touch mm-hmm. LinkedIn. LinkedIn I use it's to connect with old, old colleagues. So mm-hmm. flipping your thinking and then suddenly going, oh, you know what, I actually – Maybe I do need to consider and embrace, for example, digital or what that means or how do I build trust and build relationships mm. with people online. So um, would you think that's a sort of fair summation on, on, on going deep with those problems, Greg? Oh, absolutely, Andy. I think you've, you've really highlighted the change in the marketplace you know, very, very well and effectively there. Um, you know, in fact, I was uh, listening to a podcast yesterday where they were talking about um, motor vehicle companies selling online. Now, now Tesla already does this, but they were talking about another major um, you know, motor vehicle company changing their, it might have been Ford, I can't remember exactly, but you know, changing their distribution model to online selling. You know, wow. And because you know, if they can do that effectively online, provide the information, then, you know, clients who are already you know, are resistant to the used car salesman type, <laughs> <laughs> you know, interaction that, uh, yeah, that you know, it's about learning a new sales marketing model that is what the client's really looking for. Um, so, again, here comes back to the level of knowledge and intimacy we have about the clients and their problems, which... Yes. You know, in this case, it doesn't just uh, revolve around the, you know, the actual problem that they're presenting with, but the problem they have in articulating that, in, you know, getting a consultant to understand, to, to getting into that sales process. You know, we often don't think about that as problems that need to be solved as, as well, but, you know, having our own sales process um, that really helps the client to buy um, rather than that creating a barrier in that process as well, which it often does. I love that car analogy. That's uh, that's really just blown my mind a bit, Greg. Mm. You know, that, that's such a traditional industry where you have to go down to the car yard and you've got to speak to Mr. Salesperson and, and they do their pitch mm. and they get you to test drive it. Like that's just, um, I love that. And I think applying that to a consulting environment, I mean, I saw the other day, I think on LinkedIn, that someone, so interior design, like someone was showing an interactive mm. interior design experience where they just, you know, a couple of clicks and they all of a sudden, this is what it looks like when you yeah. when you do that. It's I, I mm. think it's really interesting to see how, uh, how, how this is all changing and, you know, ultimately being able to, uh, being able to sort of use that to our advantage as we, mm-hmm. you know, as we continue to, become better and better you know yeah. in our roles so that's mm. uh, that's fascinating um, yeah now i think yeah using online methodologies 
again, relying on our sales process, you know, a sales meeting yeah. as the interaction that precedes the, the sale and the engagement with a client. Um, you know, what, what leads up to that? And again, think about clients' problems and, and how, how do we solve their problems? You know, the education that we provide people before we get into that sales meeting. Now, rather than doing all the heavy lifting at that point, if we've pre-sold the clients through our education, whether that's an ebook or a webinar or a video training or, or whatever that might be, you know, allow those tools to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. So the client's coming to us saying, well, you've nailed my problem. You, you've shown me that you understand me. You've shown me the best solution that I can see from everyone else I've talked to. You, your solution seems to be the best match for the problem that I have. Um, you obviously understand me. How can how can we start working together to get you solved? Yes. Get my problem solved. And you know, there. Yes. It's not and not a sales process anymore. <laughs> it's almost like an order taking process where you know clients yes. come with you. Well, okay, here's what I need. You've shown me what you can do for me. That's what I want. How do we get started? Mm. So, <laughs> I've I've seen the car. I've seen how you drive. Yeah, I've seen what looks the interior looks like. Let's let's jump in. No, I, I think that's fantastic. And so, yeah, I think really the takeaway for me today was was around um, yeah thinking a bit deeper about what how, you know how we go about solving our our problems and doing that from a you know a deeper way, but also understanding that there's different levels to the problems mm -hmm. that we want to solve. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, fantastic session, Greg. So thank you. Um, as mm. we wrap up, where can we find you if we want some more information about Greg Rowan? Yeah, well, there's plenty of information from me and about me on LinkedIn. So just search for Greg Roworth on LinkedIn and um, same on my website at businessflightpath.com. Fantastic. You can find me at Andy Marmont on LinkedIn or concurve.com.au. This has been the Accepted Authority Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.